One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. This is episode eight, and today we're talking about something I know a lot about, and you might too, and that is overwhelm. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to tell you about something I attended last week that I think you might be interested in. So last Wednesday, I attended a virtual small business reimagined town hall where a panel of experts discussed concrete ways we can make our businesses anti-racist. This town hall was led by business coach Rachel Rogers and included spoken word by the author of The Body is Not an Apology, Sonia Renee Taylor, and also included speakers and panelists Erica Hines, a diversity, equity and inclusion expert, Susan Hyatt, life coach, Broadway actor Robert Hartwell, and CEO of ConvertKit, Nathan Berry. At the end of their conversation, they invited everyone listening to take a pledge committing to five action steps to use in our businesses to fight racism. If ensuring your business is part of the fight against racial injustice instead of part of the problem, I highly encourage you to go check it out and sign the pledge. You can watch the recording and sign at hello7, spelled out, so H-E-L-L-O-S-E-V-E-N, dot co slash town hall. Okay, so let's get into this conversation about overwhelm. Do you want to know why I'm recording this episode about overwhelm right now? Because I'm overwhelmed. If you're someone who pushes yourself and challenges yourself to do great things and new things and big things, which I suspect you are because you're here spending your free time listening to a business podcast, I would be willing to bet that overwhelm is part of your life. For me, it's a sneaky snowball rolling down a hill. At first, it seems small, but as it rolls toward me, it gets bigger and bigger. If you're like me, you might even see it getting bigger and heading toward you, but just try to ignore it until you can't any longer. And that's where I'm at right now. I've had this sense for a week or so that I was getting overwhelmed, but I've been choosing to ignore it. And then there just becomes a point where you can't ignore it anymore. In my experience, overwhelm can get particularly challenging if you're going in a lot of different directions, which is true for a lot of small business owners. So for me, I have the retail shop, Station 7, which just reopened this week. I have my stationery line, Good Sheila, where I have a bunch of designs I want to create. I have this podcast, which I'm so excited about, but does take up a bit of time. There's also the much-needed conversation we're all having around racial injustice and the deep thinking and learning I've been doing to figure out the best way for me to participate further in the fight. I have a new writing project I'm excited about. 
And then there's some stuff going on in my personal life, like trying to have a kid as a same-sex couple. Let me know if you want more info on that. So there's a lot. Most of it is good, but it's a lot. So that's where I'm at. It is Tuesday, June 16th. Normally, I've been releasing podcast episodes at the crack of dawn on release day, Tuesdays. But currently, it's noon, and I'm just now writing the podcast episode that comes out today. I stayed in bed until after 9 a.m., avoiding facing my overwhelm. So what better time to record an episode about overwhelm than when I'm right in the middle of it? Here's the good news, though. While I haven't figured out how to stop overwhelm from coming, I do know how to handle it. And I thought I'd share my process that I'm going through today and every time I get overwhelmed with you. So the first step is to acknowledge that you're overwhelmed. This is the time to stop and think. Don't just keep on keeping on. Don't put your head down and just get to work. We need to acknowledge that we're overwhelmed and realize that it's time to do something about it. Next, I would suggest that you take a quick break. This can be a walk, a phone call, make yourself a coffee, whatever. Get away from the to-do list and extra credit if this involves going outside. The third step is what's called a brain dump. So get out a pen and paper and set a timer for 10 minutes. Write down everything on your mind that's weighing on you. Stream of consciousness and don't worry about organizing it. When I do this, I see that I have way more weighing on me than I even thought. Usually a lot of personal life stuff comes out and, of course, all the work stuff. Our mind doesn't really keep it separate. It's just all things that need to get done. Even when you think you're done, keep waiting for more things to come to you. You'll be surprised at how much more there is than you would have expected. The next step is to look at your list and organize it. So there's a way I've been organizing my tasks since my first job out of college, particularly when I get overwhelmed, that I find really helpful. It's called the Eisenhower Matrix or the Urgent Important Matrix. President Eisenhower was said to have used this method to organize his most important priorities, and it was further popularized in Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If it's helpful for you to look at this, I have put together a template on it. Head over to makinggoodpodcast.com slash matrix. So to make this matrix, divide your piece of paper into four equal size quadrants, two by two. Label the columns across the top, urgent and not urgent, and label the rows on the left, important and not important. Again, this is best visualized, so feel free to download that PDF to see it. So when you've divided up your paper, you end up with four quadrants. In the top left, you have urgent and important. So these are the deadlines, fires to put out, crises, and other pressing problems that need to be tackled right now. In the top right is not urgent and important. So this is stuff that doesn't have an immediate deadline, but is actually really important. So planning, strategic work, relationship building, things like that. On the bottom left, you have the urgent and not important quadrant. These are distractions, things like phone calls, emails, meetings that other people want you to take, and other interruptions. And then in the bottom right, you have the not urgent and not important quadrant. Busy work, time-wasting meetings, things you just don't need to do. So the next step is to put everything in your brain dump to-do list into one of these quadrants. And then, based on which quadrant it's in, we decide what to do about it. Everything that ends up in the urgent and important quadrant, these are your top priority and things you need to work on right now. 
for the not urgent but important category, the top right, this is where the magic of this system really comes in. It doesn't let us forever keep delaying the things that are important but don't have the sense of urgency attached to them. Items in this category are very important to the success of our businesses, and so we need to prioritize them. So what needs to be done here is to take everything in this quadrant and put it on our calendar. Make sure it gets done. The bottom left is the urgent and not important category. These are distractions that might feel important, but they're not, and usually can wait. So for things in this category, we need to figure out how to delegate them or delay them. And then in the bottom right is the not urgent and not important category. These things just don't need to happen. Make the decision to cross them off your list and forget about it. Okay, so now we've gone through our to-do list. We've categorized each item into one of these quadrants, and we have planned for the important things we need to take care of later. So at this point, it's time to start working on the things that were in the first quadrant, the urgent and important quadrant. But sometimes, even though we know exactly what we need to do, we just feel stuck and we'll go online, we'll distract ourselves, we'll just come up with housework to do, anything but the task at hand. So when you need to get something done right now, the most effective technique I know is the Pomodoro method. Simply put, this means you set a timer for 25 minutes and then work for 25 minutes. And when the timer goes off, you give yourself five minutes to take a break. And then you start another timer and repeat it. It's easy to look at this and underestimate how effective it is, but I just want to say don't knock it till you've tried it. It really helps me get things done. Personally, I combine this with a tool called Focus at Will, which is an online website with music and sounds that are scientifically optimized for productivity. I have been using it for years, and recently I bought the Lifetime Membership. I know they have a free trial, and then it's an inexpensive monthly rate after that. Um, I'm not an affiliate or don't make money for suggesting this. I really do love it that much. So check it out at focusatwill.com. Productivity isn't something people are used to paying for, but actually I think getting time back and getting things done is one of the most useful things that we can invest in. And then the sixth step is to let yourself take a break. We never get through everything on our to-do list. There's always more that can be done. But at the end of the day, there's one thing that stands between you and burnout, and that's rest. So take a break. So to the doers like me, I'm not sure that we can ever remove overwhelm altogether. But I do know that we can become more mindful of when overwhelm is coming and establish some strategies to face it productively. So there you go. There's your step-by-step do-this-now guide to facing overwhelm head-on. What do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Connect with me at Making Good Podcast on Instagram. As always, you can find details about each of the episodes on the website, makinggoodpodcast.com slash eight. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Not only would I so enjoy reading what you think, but it helps us get in front of other people who could enjoy this podcast as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and talk to you next time.